Did you know electric vehicles put more strain on your tires because EVs are heavy and have more torque? At Discount Tire, we love to help match you with the perfect tire for your electric vehicle because we LV your EV. Buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. A creepy cat man that stalks you in the dark. And what happens when you find some abandoned film reels, shoot a movie with it, and the images are haunted today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. So, the last episode we profiled Bambi Sleeps, which was the audio file that people were saying created a disassociative personality in you and basically created an alter ego of a bimbo in your head. And I told you guys I was going to listen to it. You know what? I stopped listening to it because it started giving me a headache, and I don't know if that's like a side effect of a hypnosis. And I didn't stop listening because I was afraid of, you know, becoming a bimbo or like a a ghost, you know, invading me or whatever. But it was really just like, because it has that going on and then the multiple voices, which again, I'm fine with. I think part of the thing is your brain is trying to Listen, understand what the main voice is saying, and then also hear the little tiny voices in the background. And yeah, it was just giving me a headache. It wasn't enjoyable at all. I got through the first two audio files, and that was like a total of a half hour. The whole series, the first series, I think is close to two or three hours of files, so I was like, I can't. I can't do this. Weird thing, though, I will say this, though. Weird things have been happening in my in my apartment. Very weird things. The other night, I woke up at around 4, and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And I walked and went to the bathroom, and I'm in the bathroom, and I realized that my boxers are gone. Like, I went to bed wearing boxers, and they were gone. I'm like, where did my boxers go? Did I take them off in the middle of the night? Like, that's weird. I'm pretty sure that I I know I went to bed with them on, but I woke up, and they were gone. They were off of me. And then the next night, I'm laying there quote-unquote, in bed. I sleep on the couch normally. I just like sleeping on a couch. I don't know what it is. I'm sleeping on the couch, and I'm getting ready to go to sleep, and I remember having this bizarre thought I've never had in my life. I thought, my boxers are clean. I'm going to take them off. And I was like, it was weird in hindsight. Oh, I don't want to fall asleep in my clean boxers for whatever reason. So I take them off, and then I wake up in the morning. They're gone. They're nowhere in my house. There's a pair of black boxers that were clean, mind you. Not saying most of my boxers are dirty. But I remember this pair was particularly clean. This story is getting weird. <laughs> I had a pair of black boxers that I had just put on that day. Well, I put, I put all my boxers on that day. But anyways, the point is, is that I guess I'm getting into the quibbles of my boxer laundry, but I went to bed. I don't normally care whether or not I just put my boxers on that day. It's such a bizarre thought. I took them off. I woke up. I went to put them back on, you know, to go to work. They're gone. Completely gone. Now, again, I'm sleeping in my living room. Where did they go? The boxers are completely gone. So, Friday night, I wake up naked. (laughs) Saturday night, I I lose my clothes. So, I don't know. Now, obviously, the logical explanation is they're around here somewhere. I do now have to do my laundry. Let's go ahead and get started with the episode. That technically was my last pair of clean boxers. I think that might have been it. But that doesn't explain why they're gone. 
So, first thing we're going to talk about, I found out I was on 4chan posting some Dead Rabbit Radio stuff. It's a good place for me to find listeners. I know a lot of people don't like that website, but the Paranormal Board actually has a really good community for the most part. I think I'm about to get banned from there, though, but for posting my stuff. But while I was there, some guy was like, hey, does anyone know about the uh, Catman? And posted this horrifying photo. Now, not horrifying by normal 4chan standards or old school 4chan standards. It's a lot better than it used to be. But it was a picture of a hobo. I'm the only person who still uses that word, but it's such a lovable word. It's a picture of a hobo covered in soot from head to toe, dressed all in black, sitting in the or laying down in the dark, giving a thumbs up, his black sooted hand, middle of the night, with a dead rat in his mouth. I'm like, what the hell is this? This must just be some sort of fake thing. Catman of Green Ock. Green Ock. It's a place in Scotland. He's a real dude. He is... Nobody really knows much about him. But this is what we know so far. So, dating back to the 70s. People in this little village. I'm assuming it's a village. Because everything in Scotland is a village. But in this little, like, sleepy fishing village. I don't even know if it's a fishing village. But, okay. So, just imagine somewhere in Scotland. Whatever you imagine Scotland is stereotypically like. I imagine it is a fishing village. So back in the 70s, people started reporting this very large creature with bright glowing eyes scurrying about in the darkness. And at first people were terrified. They're like, what the hell is that? Get your gun. Get your gun, mate. I don't know what they say over there. But anyway, so... And this creature would, like, be found rummaging through trash cans. He would never stand up. He always scooted along his belly. And it freaked a lot of people out. But what happened was people started to encounter him. It wasn't just a far-off sighting. They started to encounter him one-on-one. And that's when they realized it was a person. A person who never talks. They don't know anything about him. But the reports were, if you walk around certain parts of Greenock at night. Greenock, whatever. We'll say Greenock. You walk around certain parts of Greenock at night, there's a chance you're going to run into the Catman. And he's very harmless. He'll scare the crap out of you because he's a a full-grown man scurrying on his belly. And for whatever reason, his eyes glow. That might be a little bit a part of the legend, but we'll get to that. And he eats rats and goes through the garbage cans and disappears into the underground-like sewer system. And so you have this weird... Thing where a lot of people just were like, it's a legend. This guy doesn't exist. This guy can't exist. That's impossible. And it's a lot like when we talked about Aki from England, where unless you saw him, you thought he was an urban legend. And that's how the Catman was. For the longest time, people would say, oh, I saw the Catman. I saw the Catman. He was eating a rat. And people would be like, ah, oh, whatever, Tommy, you're drinking too much. But the legend would grow. And people went out looking for him. A couple times, like, social workers went out looking for him. Because they're like, if there really is a guy like scurrying around on his belly eating rats, like, maybe we should help this guy. And they would, you know, like, find him and say, oh, you know, do you need help? And he would kind of, like, scurry away. And people would leave food. But again, people were like, this is, you, ah, I don't know, that was my Scottish impression. Ah, matey, you don't know. There's no such thing as the cat man, is what the general population would say. And people would be like, no, I saw the Catman. I swear to God, I saw him. And just like any legend. Same thing with Bigfoot. People are like, no, no, I totally saw Bigfoot. And everyone else is like, kick bricks. There's no such thing as Bigfoot. In 2007, 
photos appeared for the very first time. So this guy's been in operation for close to, what, 40 years at this point. Because he started in the 70s. Photos appeared of a hobo and all covered in all black, wearing all black clothing, eating a rat. So at this point, people were like, I ock, I told you, I told you, mate, that was the catman was real. He owe me some lager. And and then they got their lager. But so at this point, like social workers, they were like, okay, we really need to do something like this. And, and people in the community were would look for him and like give him food. People were treating him really nice. And he was just kind of this local legend. They So now you're thinking, oh, Jason, that's a sweet story, but you missed the biggest point. Who is this dude? And the fact is, we don't know. There's, there's always like legends surrounding him because it doesn't say anything. Some people thought that he was a Russian sailor who got trapped in Scotland, which seems like an odd... You think he would just be like, oh no, I'm trapped in Scotland, I better take a boat back. Like in the 1970s, I mean, you're just, you'd be like, okay, I'll get an airplane or a ferry back to the mainland. But some people think he was a Russian sailor who got lost in Scotland and for whatever reason decided to become a cat. Decided to become a cat man, as you do. Some people think this is more likely... That he was a mental in- mental patient who got discharged and then was like, screw it, I'm just going to be a cat man. And I didn't really like being in the hospital. I got discharged. And social workers who came back to him who said, hey, do you want to come back to the hospital? He's like, just scurries away. And then the third option is that he was a normal bloke. And then he got beat up by some kids and they broke his legs and that's why he can't move around. I think that one's also pretty ridiculous. Because, I mean, even if your legs get broke, you can still talk. And just because I've had broken legs before, I've never been like, you know what I want? I'm, I want a rat. I want to eat a rat. So most likely he has some sort of mental impairment. Now, there's two more wrinkles to the story. So he went missing after about 2008, 2009. There were no sightings of him. And then in 2015, more sightings appeared. So people in that interim feared that he'd finally passed away because he'd been doing this for 30 years. Sure, like dogs are chasing him and stuff like he's getting cat scratch fever. And then other people are saying, no, the cat man never existed. The photos that were posted, someone paid a hobo to cover himself in soot and put rats in his mouth. Now, that's possible. You would have to pay me a lot to put rats in my mouth. Like cover me in soot. Yeah, sure. I can do that for free. But to walk around with rats, because there's several photos of him in different locations with this rat in his mouth. The timeline matches up. Actually, because you would have an era where people didn't have cameras. People weren't walking around with cameras. They would just stumble across the cat man and be like, oh, my God. And then they and he would just kind of look at him and, I don't know, hiss. They'd be like, hey, do you want a burger? And then his cell phones became more prevalent and camera phones, actually, more specifically, became more prevalent in the late 2000s. Then, yeah, that would be when you would start seeing photos of this guy appear. So the cat man probably still exists and still alive and still doing cat stuff. I have a couple questions about this, though. One, you know, I've talked about local legends before. Like when I grew up, we had Joe Trombone in our area. And actually, some guy sent me a clip of that. I'm going to have to find out who did that so I can credit him. And I'll post a bit of the clip on the on the podcast because it's hilarious. But we had Joe Trombone, the rapping schizophrenic when I was a kid. And then you had Aki in England who was trying to fill everyone's muscles. You have this guy. I'm always obsessed by these little local legend type figures because every town has one. Everyone, every town has these local legends, and I think it's even more interesting when they turn out to be true. These figures that 
you don't know exist unless you're in a particular area at a particular time. It's very magical. It's a very magical part of a community where you have like the one just lunatic, not like I'm axing people to death lunatic, but just like a harmless lunatic guy like Catman. I guess Aki was, wasn't very harmless, but Catman. I love local legends. I love hearing about stuff like this. It's always fascinating to me when I just kind of stumble across stories like this. A dude pretended to be a cat for 40 years. It's mind-boggling. Most people can't even show up to work every day. This guy did it consistently, ate rats, and scurried along on his belly, and was a cat every single day for 40 years. That is dedication. That might also be the definition of insanity, but he definitely like had a plan. He stuck to it. Catman, Dead Rabbit Radio, salutes you. Catman at Greenock, a Scottish hero. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. So our next story, what we're going to talk about is... I recently did the episode about what's the scariest movie of all time where I was postulating, like, is there a movie out there that's so terrifying that's never been released? And what I what I thought would be, like, qualif- not necessarily qualifiers, but way to identify the movie. And on YouTube, I got a lot of response on that video where people were talking about movies they particularly found scary, either as a kid or as an adult, or movies they found disturbing. It was, really good, it was a really cool conversation with you guys. One of the movies, though, this was told. This was mentioned by Joe on YouTube. Joe said, there's a movie out there called Return to Babylon. It instantly intrigued me. And it was supposedly a haunted film. And so I started looking into the mythology of this very recent movie. Very recent movie. Started looking into this mythology of this movie. And this story's weird. So, let's start from the beginning. So the director of Return to Babylon was Alex Monty Kanawati. He says the people in the film industry know him as Monty, so we'll call him Monty. Monty was driving down the road, and he saw in Hollywood. So he saw on the side of the street a factory-sealed box, or bag, whatever, a factory-sealed package of black and white film reels and he's like oh my god this is amazing like look at all this brand new black and white film reels i've always wanted to shoot a black and white movie and so he originally shot a short film called rise of babylon and it is a story it's a silent film about the golden age of cinema so in the silent film era and it was moderately successful for being a short film and this was before the artist this was before you know the big budget Silent film, which looks stupid. Uh, let me say this too: that era of time is like my least. I think all that the music that came out of the like nineteen twenties, nineteen ten. I think all the music super irritating. I don't like the movies. I don't like the culture. I just that entire <laughs> that entire part of American culture. I was not a fan of. Not a fan of the flappers. I did really enjoy the Great Gatsby. I thought that was a good book. But, I mean, like, overall, like, when I was watching trailers for this movie, it's all... I'm like, oh my god, volume down. This is driving me nuts. I don't like jazz to begin with. I don't like brass instruments. And so you basically had an era where everything was, like, super loud, super brassy. The chicks were hot. Did enjoy that. And the mobsters. But the mobsters came a little bit later, I think. After the Depression. So, like, pre-Depression stuff. 
Ugh, so annoying. If I had to live through that, I'd be like, sign me up for World War I, please. One ticket, I will be a doughboy if I have to listen to... Oh my god. Annoying. That's what caused the Great Depression. They were all depressed because they had no good music. So, anyways, he shot Rise of Babylon, and it got moderately successful. And this was, like I said before, The Artist, which was the big budget silent film. He went to then shoot Return to Babylon. And for that, I don't know if for Rise of Babylon he did this, but definitely for Return to Babylon, he got a hand-cranked camera. So it was like the you had to turn it to, to use it. Da, 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 da. And he shot Return to Babylon, and that was a bigger budget, and it had a bunch of stars in it. Jennifer Tilly was the only one I remember off the top of my head. I think, like, Maria Conchita Alonzo was in it, but... I don't know. I could be wrong on that. But anyways, Jennifer Tilly was in it. She was in all the Curse of Chucky movies. She was the bride of Chucky and the mother of the seed of Chucky. But anyway, and she's done some actually other much better movies than that. But that's what I know her from. So he got this cast and they shot this movie. And when they started, this was in 2013 is when Return of Babylon was finished. And that movie was about the fall of Hollywood. So you were looking at all of these scandals that brought down Hollywood. Fatty Arbuckle being one of the big ones over there. Fatty Arbuckle was this dude like this. Basically, he was the... Who's the fat guy from Saturday Night Live? Chris Farley. If you took, basically, the comedy of Chris Farley and the star power of Brad Pitt, that was Fatty Arbuckle. He was the super famous actor, and he was this big fat comedian, and he raped a girl, and the rumor was, was that he crushed her to death while he was raping her, and she died. And he was on trial for murder. And he didn't get found guilty, but it completely ruined his career. It was just like this huge scandal. So, that kind of plays into it. Just like the fall of the... it's The it, movie takes place when, silent, when talkies were appearing and the silent film era was disappearing and all that stuff. When he was editing the movie, he started noticing... So, this is the story. This is the story that I saw on all the websites. So, you kind of know where this is going. This is a story as I was researching it. And again, thanks, Joe, for bringing this movie to my attention. It was a wonderful journey researching all this. So I'm looking at all these websites, and they're saying that as Monty began editing the film, he started noticing there was distortions in the picture. Sometimes the faces would appear like tortured, like someone would turn their face and you would see like this tortured, like ghoulish look on their face. Sometimes their hands would grow really big. Like, they'd be pointing at something, but their fingers would be, like, four feet long. Sometimes you'd see ghostly images move in the background. I'm like, holy, this is terrifying. And the movie, and I was like, maybe this does kind of fit in what I was thinking, like a scary movie oh, slash a cursed film. And they show all these stills, and you just see kind of these haunting images of people being like, Ugh, and people with their long fingers, and there's this creepy guy with no shirt on with his really long nose, and he just looks like a, a beast walking by. So I keep looking at these articles, and they're like, they brought out these film experts, the photography experts to look at the film, and they're like, the, the, that shouldn't happen. Even if you use a hand-cranked camera with black and white film, you shouldn't be getting these distortions. It, someone might have done something in post, but it doesn't appear that it's been altered. And he was like, you know, no, I didn't do add any special effects to this. The budget was really low. They didn't have money to do special effects. Some people thought it was because you took 16 millimeter black and white film and then you bumped it up frames per second so it you know can might distort the the read speed of the film and all this stuff and the film was never released 
And I'm like, well, that is kind of creepy. And you're looking at all these images. And they keep having this, like, on these articles, I have a little, like, a YouTube video of the director. And I was like, oh, I'll watch that later. I'll watch that later. Let me keep reading these articles because I'm on, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the story. I'm a bloodhound. So I'm reading this. I wish I'd watched that video earlier, obviously. But so he's like, the articles are saying, like, this film is cursed, possibly cursed. It could be a hoax, but it looks like it's cursed. And I read article after article that kind of towed that line. And then I, I was like, oh, man, that's super creepy. So then I looked it up. The movie is actually having a showing for the first time this year, a public showing in 2018, according to the website returntobabylon.com. So it's still an active project. It's not like it's a dead film and it's disappeared. They're planning this year to do a showing in Hollywood. And I'm like, okay, that's creepy. Then I started thinking like, dude, what if they showed that movie in like a theater and everyone's like, everyone gets possessed or something like that. Like, what if it's finally been released? So anyways, after that daydream and all of the research I did, I finally decided to watch the you, the little director commentary thing where he's talking about the movie. So none of what he said was reported in any of the articles, and none of what the article said was anywhere in that video. I don't know. At this point, I don't really know how much of that video I played, probably just a couple of minutes. Even if I cut it off halfway through, the links in my, my show notes... There's a couple things going on. He talks constantly about, look at, you can see the Christ imagery. You see how it's making Christ imagery? Let me tell you what he's talking about. It's a woman with long hair turning quickly. So her hair looks like a beard. What? That happens in every, that happens in everyday life. When I was watching that video, I'm kind of, I put it in, and I'm, I was probably doing something else, I think. And I was kind of barely paying attention. But then he goes, I lost my family, and I lost someone. They stole my identity. And I remember kind of refocusing back on the video and thinking, like, this has nothing to do with ghosts or haunt, a haunted video or cursed film reels, which is what other, like, who left these black and white film canisters on the side of the road? Was it to get rid of this cursed video? And he's like, I lost my family over this. And now, I'm, I don't know if he was running around with his family being like, look, look, here's Christ imagery. And it's just a picture of a girl with long hair turning slightly to the left and making it look like she has a beard. So, hopes dashed. Here I thought I had a real example. And it's not Joe's fault. Joe, again, thanks for sending me the clip. I mean, thanks for putting me on the story. I was totally into it. I was like, oh, and people on the set of the movie were like, oh, ghosts are pushing us, ghosts are pushing us. At this point, I don't believe any of it. I think what happened was Monty saw all this, he was sniffing a lot, and he ended up seeing all this Christ imagery. Let's put this stuff together. This is what I think happened. I think Monty, and what's weird, none of the articles call him Monty, even though he calls himself Monty. Again, it's kind of weird. I think it's a publicity scam. I think he really did see a bunch of Christ imagery in his movie. But I think after that, and which isn't there, obviously, it's just a glitch. But then after that, it became demonic, spooky happenings on the set and everything's like that. Because most people who are showing the clip, the pictures I was seeing before was of like a ghost man walking through the woods or like these demonic figures. If the photo and that made me interested, I keep clicking on it and doing more and looking into the story and seeing if I could get a copy of the movie and all this stuff. If all the websites were, watch this woman turn into a man as she turns slightly to the left, then I wouldn't have clicked on it. The website wouldn't have run the article. Nothing. He probably does believe there's some sort of mystical importance to this movie. There isn't. And the story's just been overblown. So it's been busted. That really sucked. 
I was really looking for, I was like, dude, if this movie actually exists and it actually has these creepy images in it, I will buy a copy of it and just to check it out. So you almost had me fooled. If the movie had already come out, you probably would have had me fooled. I probably would have paid money to get a copy of it or rent it or however I could have gotten access to it legally. But yeah, Return to Babylon. That's me giving it a big raspberry. I'm sure the movie may be well made, and I hope everyone who made it has fun, and I hope this guy, you know, finds the help that he needs, obviously. But busted myth. We're still on the lookout for a creepy, cursed movie. It'll pop up someday. I believe that it exists out there, but we'll just have to keep looking. But again, I, I... Thanks for the suggestion, Joe. So there we go. We got one myth confirmed with the Catman. We got photographic evidence of a Catman. And then we got one myth busted with Return to Babylon. I think that was a fair balance. I really was like, when I was putting the episode together, I go, I think that I didn't want to have two downer stories. Originally, I was going to cover the Battle of Los Angeles. We're going to save that for tomorrow. But I wanted, I thought it was good to have a balance of one that was actually confirmed and one that was disappointingly not true. Sounded interesting, but didn't pass the weight test. Once you start to put a little bit of pressure on a story sometimes, it completely collapses. And with, and with Monty, he did that himself. If he didn't release that little YouTube video, I would have ran the story as this movie's possibly haunted. We should all go out and watch it when it comes out. But he released this super weird YouTube video where he's like, look, it's Jesus. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. He's like rewinding the film back and forth. It's ridiculous. Watch YouTube video, and then, and then, like I said, the movie might be good, but I just hate that era of time. So I, I won't watch it otherwise. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. 